I don't even know what my camera looks like. I haven't looked at it. I don't foggy. even know what I look like. Look foggy? Ooh, I do. Yucky. Let's see what we what can we do. What can we do to fix this? Nothing. About that. Okay. I am very sweaty. So um, happy SmackDown. Happy Super SmackDown. And welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I'm your host Liz, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Marcus. So you don't know this, but I titled this stream, this podcast, uh, "Super SmackDown Super Disappointment." Uh, would you agree? Um, no, actually. Hmm. Okay. Um. Okay. So yes and no. How's that? How's that for an answer. In, in some ways, in other ways, no. Like, okay, so... Finn versus Sammy was great. The women's matches sucked. Um, Besides Becky and Sasha. Right, yeah, the non-horsewomen matches sucked. Um, the tag match was... I, I love the tag match. I thought that was great. Um, I understood the assignment, so that was good. Um... And then what else do we have? Um, Sasha versus Becky. Yeah. Um, I I think good. they they definitely definitely could have fit all of this every segment every new segment that happened today they could have fit it all in a regular two hour SmackDown if you remove yeah. if you remove the recaps and the vignettes yeah. Even if you just remove the recaps, you can fit everything in two hours. But they they had to extend it to compete with Rampage. Um, and we'll see if it's successful. I'm sure it will be. I, I have very little doubt that SmackDown will beat Rampage. Yeah. Um, it'll take a miracle for Rampage to beat it. Um, but, I mean, I... I thought it there were uh three great matches today. Um the tag match, Finn and Sammy and Sasha and Becky. Um every, everything else about the show was dumb. The contract signing was dumb. The recaps were dumb. Um the length of the women's matches was dumb. And ultimately, the extra half hour just made it more painful. Like, like it the the last half hour made the first two hours feel like it was dragging. You know. Um. Yeah. I mean, Pat was like, "Oh, there's still an hour left," and I was like, "Pat, I'm glad you're happy. I really am." Mm-hmm. But I'm. Not so pleased. I forgot fucking happy talk happened. Nothing happened yeah. in happy talk. Nothing. A great joke happened, but thank Nothing you. Nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing at all happened in happy talk. It was just Mad Cat Moss made a couple jokes. Shinsuke came out and walked around the ring and left. And then we had our tag match. Nothing happened. You could have gotten rid of that. Gotten rid of the vignettes. Pushed it back a half hour. Or... Or, you know, shocker, 
you could have extended the women's matches concept let the women wrestle yeah oh we can't do that women don't wrestle well but becky and sasha they wrestled they're horsewomen it's different but bianca wrestles women in other promotions wrestle Ty Conti and Santana Garrett wrestled. The Bunny and Ruby Soho wrestled. Women can wrestle? Yeah. Holy shit! Now, now, I understand the the Naomi, Shayna, and, and Sonya match being as short as it was. Because any match involving Shayna should be extremely short. That is That is fine. Um, but Carmella and Zelina should not have been anywhere near as short as it was. That was... That was just so... like. And here's the thing, and I say this every fucking podcast, so it's going to get old sooner or later. Um, here's the thing, is that like... Fucking headache after this. <laughs> um, I felt it coming on during SmackDown 2, and I was like, God damn it. Um... Here's the thing, it, 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 like, I keep thinking that they're going to be like, all right, people have called us out enough about this. Like, maybe we should just kind of, you know, force feed them something. They don't, <laughs> which is like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking get it. Like, people are yelling at you about this, and you're just like, I don't know what they're saying. Fuck. Yep. Yep. But I mean, our little cir- our circles could be just the vocal minority, I guess. Yeah. Of of WWE I... viewers, specifically. Seems like the general. Well, no, we do have some people that like have come through and have been like, "I love this match," and we're like, "What?" Oh. Well, there is all there has been the backstage tension about the women's booking, so. I don't know what's going on, but what is going on outside of that is we've got some news. We have a fuck ton of news, actually. Oh, please don't let it be a fuck ton. I'm sorry, but I've got a lot of news. It's just how it is. Um, Let me change the sign for once. We'll get through most of it pretty quickly. There's obviously one piece of news that I would like to spend some time on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's start with some non-WWE news, and we'll try to move through as swiftly as possible. Um, there's, all right. Masha Slamovich finally signed with Impact. Um... Moriarty finally signed with AEW, which I thought he was already signed. I thought that they said he was, and that's why he left Ring of Honor. I think it was in the process, but this is official. That's fair. Um, Also, ECW announced their somewhere here um, their sister uh, promotion called LA Fights. 
It's going to showcase Rising Stars and SoCal Legends, and it's going to run its debut show on November 28th, which will be free to watch on the GCW YouTube page. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um... I've also got a little bit of a little thing that Ryan Satin is tweeting about actively. Wait, uh, Ryan who? Ryan Satin. The way your mic kind of like did something, it sounded like you said Thatton, and I was like, did you yeah. just develop a lisp? <laughs> so they're taping Tribute to the Troops right now. Um, and they are taping Big E versus Dolph Ziggler. You do know that I do my news in order, right? From AEW to WWE. No, I know. I just I figured this is like more immediate stuff that's happening like right Go now. For Go for it. Uh, and they're also taping Bianca Belair versus Liv Morgan. So, mm. I don't know why. Be an interesting tribute to the troops. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, those are just interesting matchups that seem completely far off from what we're doing right now. Yeah, it... I don't know, man. Maybe Bianca's gonna get the title, and then she's gonna... Food with Liv, and Liv is gonna take the title off of her. It's gonna be a whole thing. She's gonna foster new talent. But Bianca's going to Raw. Live. Oh, is she? Uh. Hmm. Anyway. Um. Okay, so. Lucky for some happy fans, I'm sure. Chris Jericho is going to be uh, missing some TV time soon because he is going on tour uh, with his wonderful band, Fozzie to the UK and other parts of Europe. Um, so he will be gone, I believe it's November to December? I believe? Like through the entirety um, of December? Let's see. Like, several pieces of news, and none of them are... Okay. Um, November 29th to December 12th. Doesn't seem like a lot of time. Mm -hmm. But since he won't be on TV, so yeah, take what you can. Wonder what that means um, for this uh, inner circle Dan Lambert feud that's going on. I decided to stop watching, but I get a feeling that they're going to lose. Well, um, Junior Dos Santos was sent through a table, apparently. Damn. Also, Minoru Suzuki is announced to go um, is going to impact to cause some chaos. That's cool. Um, also, Amanda Huber is now um, working with AEW. Um, she is going to be a part of their community outreach team. Um, hmm. And this was announced by Cody on his Twitter, and she got like her own like little Amanda Huber is all elite, which is cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. I make sure that I'm like catching everything. Okay, so AEW also had their full gear card leaked, but maybe not. But like maybe, but like not really. But kind of. Mm -hmm. In a sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know more a little more about that than I do, but 
Yeah, so uh, Tony Khan had a picture taken of him, um, and he's holding a loose-leaf paper or notebook that uh, has notes on the uh, card for Full Gear. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to like list off what the matches are because it, it, some people don't want spoilers. Um, but he responded to the leak and said, and, and finds it amusing that some people think that that might be the final card, which of course being so far out from full gear, um, it's over a month from now, right? I, I wrote it down on my calendar. Hold on. Yes, I think, uh, I think it's November 19th, November 13th. So less than a month. Um, but, uh. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, being being almost a month out, of course, the card is subject to change and they're still working stuff out. They haven't even begun to like really advertise some matches. Of course, Hangman and Kenny will be the 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 headliner and then the Eliminator tournament final. Um, I don't think they've announced anything else. They don't even have a contender for the women's title, I don't think. Yeah, Britt hasn't been on TV in a minute, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think since she's fought Ruby Soho, right? Right. She knows that, yeah, another problem with certain things, but... Um, and um, AEW, Tony Khan suggested that there is a possibility... Um, of AEW partnering with Warner Media. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently he wants to try to build a library of um, he said that they've already started building this library of like it's got 100 episodes of Dynamite, pay-per-views streaming specials um, and the house always wins pay-per-view um, sort of pay-per-view mm-hmm. um, which was a house show so apparently it looks like he's trying to get his own version of what the wwe network was it would be like this is like my dream for like like a service like this for wrestling literally have like a catalog of just matches like being able to search by wrestler all the matches they've had it could be a paid service yeah yeah just like every match every match like you go, you like search like like Adam Cole, and you can find all of his matches listed. You can narrow it down by like tag team, singles, uh, title match, non-title match. Um, yeah. Not that it's exactly the same, but one thing I noticed that NJPW does is they upload um like the Impact matches from this past Thursday. Oh, that's cool. They upload those to NJPW World, um, hmm. and I think they're free if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. So I just it's not the same but kind of registered with me. So at what point do we stop refer- referring to wrestling by like the promotions and start referring to it by like the wrestling universe, the pro wrestling universe? There's the IWC, the International Wrestling Community. I thought that was the Internet Wrestling Community. I I've heard international but it could be internet too. I I know people refer to it angrily meaning like the fans on Twitter getting angry. Um, okay, so let's talk about some WWE news and then we'll get into the actual big news, sort of. Um, 
We have some news about the WWE 2K22 DLC plans that were scrapped. And it turns out that they were scrapped because apparently um, minimum of four stars that were released on August 6th were supposed to be featured in 2K22. Um, and that includes Bronson Reed, uh, Leon Ruff, Bobby Fish, and Mercedes Martinez. Um, it seems like those are the people that were involved and have now been raced, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not shocking at all. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does really suck, especially for the developers. Yeah. You, I mean, because you spend so much time doing something. Yeah. It's a lot of programming, a lot of work that's been just completely scrapped. Um, so, Ms. and Mrs. was renewed for a third season. And the WWE is no longer going to... They've been doing super shows. Um, their house shows. Apparently, after Christmas, they will no longer be doing that. Raw and SmackDown have completely split off schedules. So. Okay. That was interesting. So back, back to splitting brands, clearly. Yep. Okay. I, I can vibe with that. Alright. So let's talk about... I'll go through the timeline relatively quickly. Um, but AEW and WWE have made this past week just the most entertaining thing in the fucking world. This has been the most fun week. Yeah. <laughs> like, sort of frustrating, but sort of fun. Um, so, Tony Khan, as everyone knows, um, made a comment that made it so that there was a buy-in before Rampage, um, so that it could compete with uh, SmackDown being a super show, super-sized, whatever. Um, and Tony basically said, like, wants everyone to be able to watch wrestling, and that's kind of why he made Rampage start after SmackDown. Um, and that's why he was kind of pissed that this happened, because mm -hmm. it seems like you don't want people to watch wrestling. You just want them to watch your show. Um, well, that's the whole, that's like the business end of it. Right. Um, and then after that, WWE is accused of leaking AEW information to journalists as, um, or news websites as it relates to, um, the fast nationals. They are called fast nationals, which are early versions of ratings. Yeah. Um, that are usually lower than the final ones, apparently. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're um, like, uh, like immediately after the show ends, kind of. Yeah. So. That happened. Then, Top Dollar tweeted some shit. Um, said some of y'all favorite wrestlers only wear sneakers on camera to seem cool and hip, but in real life they rock Vans and Asics exclusively. Y'all not ready to have that conversation. Um, which made fans just fucking lose their mind. Mm -hmm. um, and then the Young Bucks responded say by changing their twitter bio to spent more on sneakers in september than the entire nxt roster did <laughs> which made people lose their shit more oh people and, don't realize that they're getting worked by both people i it's insane to me and then top doll released a diss track the incredible turnaround really <laughs> hey magic um so once again people got pissed um 
Tony Khan then sort of like stepped off the gas a little bit, kind of encouraged like the competition so that he was really enjoying it. Um, you know, thinks it makes for a better wrestling product, and he's not wrong about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he then went to comment about um, the last half hour being commercial free and said, we can take commercials out of it. If you want to take commercials out of it, I can do that too. It doesn't seem very civil, but I have more money than they do, so I can afford to do that longer than they can. But that's how we make money at the end of the day, so I was, I was surprised when they took those out. Yeah, and I don't personally, I don't think it worked for smackdown today to not have commercial breaks especially when you're going from the becky and sasha match to the contract signing uh and you don't have kind of like a host to cut back to like they do for pay-per-views um we we just watched them set up the contract signing area kick sasha and becky out of the ring and move on they were nothing yeah, and even Becky was sitting there like, "No, I was like, why are we? Why are we moving?" <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. I I think it's not perfect, not having commercials. I I honestly think they could have benefited from doing it for the sake of a better pacing. But yeah. maybe um, like one break after the match. So. Then after that, Roman Reigns decided to comment on things. Um, said, kind of relating to CM Punk, he said, um, don't think anybody really believes someone 200 pounds soaking wet with no explosive bone in their body could ever really do anything to me. And then said, so I mean, when it comes down to it, I'll throw him and pretty much the rest of that roster out of the club, no problem. They're just little brothers, you know. And he basically said that he doesn't see AEW as any competition. Don Callis... <laughs> Then accused Roman of drinking the Kool-Aid. And then the Young Bucks fucking took more shots at the WWE by saying um, the way that they're going to work around, like, however they're going to figure out working around the whole Adam Cole is dead situation. Um, Dick Jackson said, I'm still trying to figure that out, but even crazier than resurrecting the dead is letting a superstar walk away from your company to join the competition. But they're not competition. Um, it's just so silly, but it's been so fun. Yeah, it, it's watching these billionaires just fight each other, and we get to watch the products they they make is is great because we get SmackDown episodes like this where we get to see Becky and Sasha go at it, the, the Usos and Street Profits, and and Finn and Sammy, and then we get to see Tony Khan book like Danielson and Minoru Suzuki as a response to SmackDown. It's great. This is healthy competition. I'm glad Tony Khan is em embracing it. Um, Vince, he's he's being a cocky son of a bitch. Yeah, Vince doesn't think that AEW can touch him, which right now I don't think they can. Yeah, de uh, definitely exactly, not. But unless um, it was on Wednesdays, that is. Give give it a few years. Give it a few years. I think we might see something down the road, but um, I think it all comes down to WWE focusing on like every demographic and AEW trying to focus on the hardcore wrestling demographic, hardcore wrestling fan. Yeah, I mean, wrestling has just... It's fun. 
especially since we started opening ourselves up to more wrestling promotions. Wrestling has just been the most fun shit in the world lately. It's like a renaissance. Golden era. I, I find myself consuming only wrestling on a regular basis, and I don't really mind mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> and if you're not watching Impact, Impact is basically the, the, uh, the lobby for the Forbidden Door. Wrestling, if you like wrestling, Impact is a wrestling fan's wrestling show. Yeah. I think. Um, especially because you get everything that you want. You get good-ass women's matches. You get great storylines. And you get mixed matches. And, and also so many wrestlers from other promotions come and go. NJPW people, Ring of Honor people, AEW people. It's great. Inspiration's coming in now. So I guess WWE people. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway... You want to move on to today's episode? I suppose. Let me just change this uh, sign before I forget to. I, there were so many tweets that I just had to juggle through to get through all of that. Mm-hmm. I worked very hard on curating that, and that's why I said we were going to make it as long as I wanted to. Oh, good. All right, so we started off with a six-minute recap video. Real quick. Um, I just want to make a point that every piece of news I get is from WrestleTalk. So please don't think that I actually know anything. I always feel bad not saying that. Anyways, go on. You got to quote your sources. Quote my sources. All right. So we start off with Edge. He comes out. I, he, this is kind of long, but I feel like I need to kind of say everything. Um, I'll try and skip over the unnecessary stuff. Uh, he says that things with Seth started between them years ago. Uh, You used me as a stepping stone for notoriety. This has become so much more. Um, Beating me wasn't enough. You got greedy. Uh, You called my bluff. You got to my home, and you pissed all over it. I should have seen it coming. Um, You and I are so much alike that when we see our mistakes, we capitalize on them. At Madison Square Garden, I underestimated you, and you beat me. Uh, you're the only guy that comes close to matching my intensity. Uh, are you Edge Light? No. You are your own man, Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, because of that, I've got to end this. Our families will continue to be affected by this. Uh, I'm going to change the look in your eyes. I'm going to leave you a husk of the man that everyone sees now. A few weeks ago, you said you felt sorry for me. You never felt sympathy for a devil, and that's what we are. I won't hesitate before I put you under my boot. Uh, It's fitting that our trilogy ends in Hell in a Cell. So, Seth, I know you're watching. Listen close. In Hell in a Cell, I am going to scar your soul, and that is a scar you will never, ever heal from. And meanwhile, Seth was, like, backstage watching the screen, just, like, laughing the whole time in his fucking goofy-ass suit. (laughs) What the fuck was that suit? Uh, and then we get the men's uh, King of the Ring semifinal match: Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn. This match yes, was great. Um. Also, I promised a fortune cookie on the tweet. Uh, did you? Did. If you saw it, you would have known. You think? 
right. So the fortune cookie says, major value in life is not in what you get, but in what you become. Your lucky numbers today are 32, 25, 8, 46, 33, 55. Hmm. Enjoy that fortune, folks. <laughs> All, right, All right, so let's get into this match. So Finn chases Sammy for a good second or two. Um, an elbow breaks up a hammer lock on Sammy, and then the, there's a sunset flip that Ballard rolls through for a nice basement dropkick. It was fucking direct. Um, so it was, there was really no one who had the upper hand for most of this match. It was very back and forth. Yeah. Um, and, um, Zane goes up to the top rope. There's a knife edge chopped to him. He goes to join him. Zane headbutts him before he can superplex Zane. Um, Zane headbutts Finn before he can superplex. Yeah. Um, and then Zane goes for something off the top rope, and Balor drop kicks him out of the fucking air. That was so good. That was great. I think Finn is always there. <laughs> Sammy took more drop kicks than anyone in history. Honestly, that was a lot of rockings tonight. <laughs> um, so we end up getting Balor going for the 1916, which I always fucking forget. I had to look it up today, but because I'm always like, is it the 1912? Is it the 1915? 1918? I was saying it's the 1917. <laughs> it's the 1960, apparently. Um, but Zane counters a 1916 with a blue thunder bomb. This really fun moment where Zane goes from a goes for a haluva kick, and Balor just like scurries like, away out of the corner over the rope, Sammy in the face. Um, he goes up top for the coup de grace for the first time, um, gets the ropes wobbled from underneath him. Zane goes to cover with his legs on the rope, gets caught. He has a sling blade and a drop kick and a second attempt at the coup de grace. Sammy avoids it. So Finn frustratedly rolls through a Cazadora into the double stomp. Um, drop kicks Zane and then drop kicks him again and then hits him with that final coup de grace. Which was gnarly. Oh god, it did I was like shocked that there was still like skin on Sammy's chest. <laughs> that was, like was not nice. Um that, yeah, that was that was a very very good match. Um Yeah. I think it was a I think it was as good as I was expecting, honestly, for Finn and Sammy. Yeah, this is why a lot of people love King of the Ring because you you get these great matchups that don't need any context. They don't need any story. The story is they want to win in advance. Like that's it. Well, and that's what I've been enjoying. Not to do this thing again, but it's mm -hmm. one of the things I've been enjoying a lot about um, watching the G One Climax. Mm -hmm. Is that it's literally just a bunch of wrestlers against another bunch of wrestlers. Yeah. They fight every single other person and get points when you have a win loss system too, like AEW has and you have rankings. It's like every match has has its purpose because you're trying to climb the ranks. You're trying to get to the top dark and elevation have purpose. So it, it's so simple. It's so simple. It's, it's a very small thing that makes a huge difference. And, and King of the Ring and Queen's Crown uh, they they matter, um, so you don't need to match up 
people in Queen's Crown based on story. You could just fit whoever the fuck you want in there, and that's your story. Because at the end of the day, it's a competition, it's a wrestling promotion, where people are there to wrestle and get the crown. That's their goal. Which is also not what they're doing for the women's tournament, so. Mm-hmm. Because every single matchup has something to do with the storyline, yep. no matter what. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it also doesn't matter, because we aren't getting real matches. But the, the King's Crown, the King, King of the, the Ring, Ring. Um, the King of the Ring has been so much fun. Yeah. Um, also, it's been fun because I genuinely don't know who's going to win. Well, you know, yeah, it's not Sammy. for everybody. You knew from the oh. beginning it wouldn't be Sammy. <laughs> it's so sad that we knew that from the beginning, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So then we were supposed to have Naomi versus Sonya Deville, but Naomi gets in the ring with some new wrestling gear. It's different. Um, and then Sonya comes out and she cuts the music. She says, Naomi, I've warned you about walking out of my office before I was done speaking. Um, you are having a match tonight, but it's going to be Naomi versus me and Shayna Baszler. And then Shayna Baszler comes out and we have a handicap match. Naomi versus Sonya and Shayna. Sort of. Um, so this match lasted two minutes. Um, which, to be fair, kind of worked for the storyline, but also the story is like so weird and I hate every second of well, it. It makes me so uncomfortable. If the storyline is Sonya's abusing her power and, and it results in her being uh, demoted from that position, I think that would be great. Um, but if it results in like Sonya being like, Okay, Naomi, you are capable. You're worthy now. That's dumb. That's dumb. Fire. Yeah, uh, I, demote her. I, um. Make sure I keep all these crumbs on the desk. God. Um. Just. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a snowflake. I, it just makes me uncomfortable. It's not like there's any good wrestling coming from it. Which makes it just feel even more unnecessary. <laughs> well, the good wrestling was supposed to be Sonya versus Naomi. Like That would have been a good climax. Um, but I think if, if the route is abuse of power, this was a necessary step that needed to happen. Sonya avoiding wrestling by changing the card and literally yelling at the ref, this is what's happening now. Um, and then maybe at the at the very end we we do get Sonya versus Naomi. Yeah. Um oh, so Sonya slaps Naomi. Um there's like it, it's a it's a kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. Is it a kerfuffle? Yeah. It was a kerfuffle. Um, such a fun. Um, but it's just like it's this mess because like there's a kick to the head of Shayna. Naomi chases Sonya around the ring, and then you know they kind of they catch up to Naomi, beat her up for a little bit. 
And then Naomi kind of gets the upper hand a little bit. She uh, kicks Shane in the face. She attacks her. Um, and she goes up top. She gets pulled down by Sonya right into the Kirifuda. Choked out. Um, which... I get it. Yes. I get, I get why this match went the way it did. Yeah, I mean, the the storyline is going. Like, there is a story. It is going, it's staying on the path. It's taking the necessary steps. And as long as we have a conclusion that makes it all worth it, it'll be fine. But, but that's the key, the conclusion. Um, also, Ryan Satin uh, said that uh, another match that's being taped is Roman Reigns having an open challenge. Not for the title, though. And Shinsuke Nakamura comes out and accepts. So Shinsuke versus Roman is the third match. Um, I also just don't understand why... You know, I had a thought. Yeah. I had a thought, and then five seconds after having that thought, I forgot the thought, but I kept talking. <laughs> the thing about open challenges, the Roman Reigns. Oh, got it. I don't understand why they didn't just use, like, one of their NXT call ups to beat up Naomi. Yeah, they could have had Mia. I don't know why they made it Shayna. I, I would understand it being Shayna because it seems like they're building up Shayna to be the queen. The, yeah, the queen. Um, and uh, potentially Charlotte's next challenger after Bianca on Monday. Um, it seems like they're really building her up to be a big deal. I think... I guess I, I like I, I get that, but I still don't really understand why she was involved in this. This just feels like a. I get I get what you're saying. I do. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it made a ton of sense that she was the one who was called on. Yeah. Um, and we could have just used that for like another unknown talent coming out and kind of like showing their stripes a little bit, but. Like, I can get Ivy Nile to come out. <laughs> They've got Mia Yim. Yeah. They've got um, uh, Zia Lee. Zia Lee, uh, yeah. Zia Lee would have been crazy. I don't, <clears throat> I don't think Zia is as much of a heater as uh, Shayna is, though. Mia, I could unless, see. Unless they're setting up for Sonya Shayna tag team. It, it makes sense. The, the, they have similar styles. Um, did you talk about the match itself, the finish? You say yeah or no? I said yeah. Okay. Um, so then after that, we had a promo from Sasha. She said, we're only six days away from Crown Jewel and making history is nothing new to me. I didn't come back to take back my title. I came back to right some wrongs. Or I didn't come back just to take back my title. I came back to right some wrongs. Big time Bex is going to get a big time beatdown. I'm on a whole new zone. 
I'm here to conquer and destroy all. And now Seth comes out with a long-winded promo. He says, uh, he just comes out immediately, starts laughing, says, Edge came out earlier tonight trying to convince you that he has any chance against me at Crown Jewel. Uh, I am in no way intimidated or afraid to face Edge inside Hell in a Cell. Hell is already frozen over right over here in California. Edge finally said he was wrong and that I am no Edge light. Um, I've outmanipulated the master of mind games. I'm going in with a mental advantage and physical advantage after what happened to him at Madison Square Garden. Um, so what does he do? He's got an ace up his sleeve. Um, I am in no way intimidated or afraid to face Edge. He was right about a couple things. We are two devils and a lot alike, but there is one major difference. I have spent more time in that cell than Edge has. I know what structure, what that structure does to people. I have been calloused by the cell, scarred by the cell. I am here today because of hell in a cell. This fairy tale does end at Crown Jewel, but not the way you'd think. I am the visionary. I am Seth freaking Rollins. Unbelievable of WWE to put their two best promos in the same feud. Like Seth and Edge. Unbelievable. Uh, then we have Carmella and Zelina in Gorilla. Uh, Zelina says, glad you took care of Liv. I want to go up against the best. Uh, you don't need to wear that mask. Let's just have a clean match. And Carmella says, finally, someone gets it. And then we get Carmella versus Zelina in a, an extremely dumb match. What a silly world we live in. Mm-hmm. With these two matches back-to-back -back also, like... What? You use a match like this it? as, like, a buffer in between your long matches. Like, that, that's what you do. You don't put them side-by-side. Even more so, you don't make your Queen's Crown tournament match two minutes and 42 seconds. Yeah. It's bananas. Yeah. I mean, the. Becky Sasha match was 15 minutes, I think. No. 19 minutes. Yeah, something like that. No, it was um 17 minutes. I remember because it was like almost four times, but not quite. Something like that. Something like that. Doesn't matter. Anyway. It was about three times as long as both this and the other match combined. It's just what? The thing is, the thing is, is that I don't understand what you would have really cut here. Because I understand why Becky and Sasha went so long. And it was a great match. So it's like, I'm not complaining about that. Um, Street Profits versus Usos was really good. Finn versus Sammy was really good. And Sasha, or Jesus Christ, um, Sonia, hang on. <laughs> I'm going to make a point. Sonia versus Naomi also had a reason. I don't know what you would have cut out here. Yes, what the hell do you want to say? <laughs> You cut out the recaps. The recaps that in total probably lasted like 15 minutes. There, oh, was, right. there was one about Roman and Brock and Paul. 
that was just thrown into the episode, into the first two hours, had no context with anything happening around it. Uh, I think it was right before the Naomi, the Naomi match. There was no point to have it in there. There's no point to the Seth and Edge stuff because they already reiterated everything that happened in their promos themselves. So uh, this neither of their promos were new either. Right. Um, I, I think Seth's was a little new. Or no, Edge's was new because he was like, I you are not Edge Light. Like that's the that's one of the points to get from it. But yeah, cut out you could cut a cut out the recaps. First recap lasted like six minutes. Add add another three minutes to each of those women's matches. Or add all six minutes to the Queen's Crown one. Like Oh my god. Anyway, um, um, so Queen's Crown. What's sad too about this? What? This ended a lot better than I thought it was going to end. Really? (laughs) Mm. So let me let me explain. So, all right, Carmelo rolls Vega up pretty quickly. Zelina does the same thing. Um, please do that. Where it's like I feel like somebody doesn't watch SmackDown, they don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So Carmella rolls up Zelina. Zelina does the same thing to Carmella. An arm sub on Zelina and a kick to the face, and that's kind of when Zelina's like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're fucking doing this. She unloads on Carmella. Th- then Carmella's like, oh no, my face, my beautiful face. So she goes out, finds her ladies, um, put her mask on. She then just stands there as the ref is counting. Because Liv Morgan has taken the mask. Liv Morgan, who is also much taller than I thought she was. I think she was wearing heels. Like okay. tall heels. That would have made sense because I saw her and I was like, I don't know about that. Um, Liv is holding the mask. But Carmella's like, can I please have that? And the way I thought this was going to go is Carmella gets counted out because she's begging for her mask. I really thought that that was how this was going to end. So when she got back in the ring and was rolled up, I was like, oh, okay, well. Could have been worse. Definitely would have given us worse. But did they have to end it in a roll-up? Couldn't they have Zelina getting at least a code red? Like, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Or end in, like, a glam slam that smashes in Carmella's face for the sake of the storyline. Bulldog. Yeah, one of the things. Bulldog. uh, Super kick. Just a straight up punch to the face. Duke Hudson uppercut to the jaw. Duke Hudson runs out and punches Carmella himself. Fixed matches! <laughs> Finally! Oh. Just, God. Jesus H. Christ. Why, why the. F- you know, okay, let me say this right now. Uh huh. I'm gonna say this as kindly as I can. Which won't be kind at all. A lot of people give AEW shit for being light on the women's matches, and it's fair. We haven't seen Britt Baker in, like, a fucking year. So, makes sense. And they kind of use NXT as, like, this bastion of, like, diversity, women's matches, and they're right. NXT is such a small part of WWE. WWE... Does not give a fuck 
about women in the slightest. We we are this close. You know, we are this close to fucking Smackdown Karaoke Part 2. We really are. Can't tell me I'm wrong. You know I'm right. No, SmackDown Karaoke may have been more appropriate than these fucking two minute matches. Uh, I I I don't know. I don't think we're quite there yet. Uh, I I think we're closer to like like a beauty contest or something. Like with the way the Carmella's most beautiful woman in WWE is going. Um, just thought of like a fucking pageant in my head. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, on one brand, you have somebody dressing up as a superhero. And on the other brand, you have someone wearing Karrion Cross's mask, saying they're the most beautiful woman in WWE. Um, anyway, it sucked. It sucked. And then speaking of sucked, a happy talk. The most, you could have cut the shit out of this. Get rid of this completely. Happy talk. Uh, uh, happy Corbin says, <laughs> Miriam said Karen Cross is the most beautiful in WWE. Yes. <laughs> um, when it comes down to a beauty pageant, you know who's winning. <laughs> so Corbin says, please welcome my guest, Mad Cat Moss. Sucks. Don't have your guest be your co-host. Or don't have your co-host be your guest. It's super lame. Um, so, Madcap Moss says a joke. He <laughs> says, there's this hen. She lays eggs for years. One day, suddenly she stops. Doctors don't know why. She goes to see the therapist. And she has a diagnosis. It's an existential crisis. <laughs> I'm so glad you found that funny. That could have been a, that could have just been a tweet. That could have been a WWE Network exclusive or YouTube exclusive or something. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I didn't find this funny. But I can't help myself. I think it's hilarious. Miriam said, like, "Can't believe they hired Liz to write for Mad Cat Moss." Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You got the finally job you got wanted. that writer's job. So then uh, Corbin says, speaking of chickens, Kevin Owens, he couldn't take the heat from last time. And Mad Cat Moss says, what do you call it when Kevin Owens is writhing in pain on the ground? Just another Friday night. And then... uh, he starts another joke, says, Ricochet and Drew McIntyre walk into a bar. And then Shinsuke and Rick Boogs come out. They rock around the ring and then leave. And then the Street Profits come out for their title match. What was the point of this segment? What was the point? It's like... Well, the women weren't using that time, so someone had to. It's like at SummerSlam when they had to kill time and, and Shinsuke and Boogs just came out and played. That was weird. What is the point? What is the point? 
Anyway, this is killing me. So Street Profits versus the Usos. Street fight for the titles. Alright, so... We start off with a brawl. Just what it is. Um, ultimately, they kind of pair off a little bit. There's a spinning backbreaker from Dawkins to Jay. Montez gets a right to Jimmy. Um, he gets planted in the ground with a neckbreaker by Jay, though. Um, then the, the Usos just fucking beat up the Street Profits for an extended period of time. The table makes its first appearance by way of the Street Profits, though. Um, the Usos, however, like fly out onto them. A very like clumsy stunt. Um, and then the Kendo makes its first appearance. I feel like whenever I write these notes, because I do this every time I write um, my notes for like Kendo sticks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You remember the Christmas card episode of Seinfeld? No. Oh no. No, it's not that one. Well, there's a part of the episode where they're talking about like what do you consider um like what do you consider having sex with a woman would be? And Jerry says, well when the nipple makes its first appearance. Oh yeah. And I that's that. how I feel every time I write these notes. Anyways. Like when you consider a street fight? <laughs> well when the kendo makes its first appearance. I guess it makes sense. To me, so, to me, a, a street fight doesn't happen until a trash can comes out. That's fair, because that's like that. I think a street fight is either trash can or fire extinguisher. I've seen more more trash cans than fire extinguishers. Or toolbox. I, just feel, like, I feel like those bridge like the average no DQ. You know, like chairs, tables, kendos, basic shit. Mm-hmm. Box, fire extinguisher, trash can. Interesting shit. Yeah. Um, so the Kendo makes its first appearance. And it goes right into the spine of Dawkins. Um, Street Profits get kind of an upper hand for a little bit. Um, up until there's a pop up Simone drop to Montez. Then Jay gets left alone in the fucking ring. He gets beat up. Like, nobody's fucking business. He gets a Kendo wrapped around his fucking body by Dawkins, which. I watched happen and I was like, damn, that's fucking wild. Um, he gets chair shots. There's they nearly get their team blockbuster, but Jimmy saves Jay. Um, they super kick Montez, they super kick Dawkins. Um, they go up for the frog team frog splash, but um Montez stops Jay. Um he sends him into the announce desk, kicks him upside the head, uh, kicks uh J- Jimmy Jimmy upside the head. We get an anointment, we get a direction switch from the heavens, but Montez has pulled off the body of Jay the moment we think he's going to win the title. Eventually, there's a double frog splash on the Dawkins for the Usos to win. Um, I don't want to say this, and I could be totally wrong, and you can tell me if I'm totally wrong. Okay. Dawkins keeps losing matches. I don't think it... it will matter. Okay. I, I don't think it'll make a difference. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough to say. Um, so then we had an interview with Becky Lynch. She says, I'll tell you about greatness. 
It's being undefeated for three years. It's going off and having a baby like the god I am and coming back and winning the title in record time. It will be defending the title. Greatness is big time. And then we get Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks, which was good. It was good. Like it's somewhere in between good and great. I wouldn't say it's like great. I feel like it was just. I don't know. It didn't feel so exceptional. It, okay, so you know why? Because they were trying to kill time. No, not even mm. that. Okay. Because it's a horsewoman fight. It's gonna be good. Yeah. You expect it to be. You your what you expect. The baseline is good. It better be good. The the only. And then there's the potential for it to be fantastic. The only one that will really wow me, between the horsewomen, will be. Uh, Becky versus Bailey, because that's never happened before. Really? Yeah, that is the one horsewoman feud that has not happened yet. Um, apparently Bailey's doing well, so that's good. My fingers are fucking crossed. I miss her so much. I miss her too. I didn't realize how much I was going to miss her when she got injured. And now I'm like, <sighs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I, you know, usually with or recently with my notes, ever since we kind of tried to start doing a more abbreviated format, mm-hmm. um, I, like, bold certain beats. I didn't get to do that with this. Um, I'm not going to go through the entire match, because that's just going to take a lifetime and a half. Yeah. Um, this was another match where there was really nobody on top for an extended period of time. Um, we started with a side headlock on Becky, uh, and then Sasha goes to hit the Meteora, but Becky dodges. Um, they ended up rolling each other up a lot. Um, Becky tried to get the disarmor a couple times. Sasha tried to get the bank statement. Uh, one thing that was really cool, I thought, was um, Sasha went to kick Becky. Becky grabbed her leg, sweeped her legs from under her, rolled her up, and then hit her with the bulldog, which was just a series of offense that I haven't seen before, and so my brain was like watching it all connect, and I was like, dang. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha responded with the three amigos. Basically, um, eventually Sasha ends up hitting three meteoras to Becky. One's right into the post on the apron. Uh, another is a second time in the ring, and then there's a third off the top buckle. Um, doesn't really get real until Becky goes ringside. Um, Sasha sent Sasha dodges Becky. Becky goes into Bianca after Bianca's kind of been taunting them this whole time, and Becky just kind of shrugs. She's like, "All right, well, whatever." Um. Then we get a disarmor on Sasha. There's a bank statement. Becky gets to the rope in time. And then Bianca attacks Becky while the ref is distracted so that Sasha can win without Becky being like, the actual loser. Um, the thing I thought was really stupid was Sasha going for the bank statement ringside. I didn't get that. I mean, it's still weakening your opponent. But isn't it exerting more energy on your part? Maybe her idea was she does a bank statement and uh, to like kill time for the count 
and then gets up, runs back in the ring, and while Becky's trying to recover, she gets counted out. I don't know. Okay, okay. You know what, that does make sense. Um, that that's the end of the match. The finish was a, a bit. I mean, it was a bit expected. I I personally expected more interference. Like like Be- Bianca would legit DQ the match. I'm glad I they did didn't too. go that route. I it showed that Bianca knew what the fuck she was doing, which mm. I kind of was worried that like they were gonna straight up just do sort of what they did with the Raw match, where Bianca just kind of like attacked Sasha for no fucking reason. Yeah. Um. I thought that they were just going to have Bianca, like, jump up and jump in, um, and then DQ. But no, B- Bianca was fucking smart about it, and I liked that a lot, because it made her not look like a fucking idiot, which sometimes WWE makes their championship contenders look like fucking morons. Yeah. Um, I do wish Becky had sold the hair whip better, though. I, I didn't realize it had hit at first. Because she didn't really react. What are you talking about? That's that's how Bianca interfered. She she whipped her hair at a uh, commentary said she whipped it at Becky's hand. Oh, I sorry, I thought that she like yanked on Becky's arm against the no. ropes. I thought that's what that was. Uh, they said it was a hair whip, but Becky didn't really sell it. Yeah, Becky just Becky looked confused. Mm-hmm. Like it, it the way her face looked was almost like why would you do this to me? Yeah. Confused me. Mm-hmm. Um But uh yeah. It was it was still a good match. It was a really good match. Uh had some unique stuff. I think towards the end that's when it got really interesting until the hair whip happened. Um but yeah. I mean you knew how this was ending. Yeah. The moment Bianca came out. I didn't know that Sasha would get the win though. Um, so then we have the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar contract signing. Let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. This didn't need to happen. This legit did not need to happen. They wanted this to happen so they could have Brock appear. This was stupid. Nothing fucking happened. And they added an extra half hour for this. Let me tell you exactly what happened. Roman passed the contract to Paul. Paul reviewed the contract. Roman signed the contract. Brock Lesnar signs the project. Roman's the the contract. (laughs) Uh, Roman says, You must be some kind of a dumbass. A big dumb farmer. Signing without reading. Uh, Brock says, Roman, I already read the damn contract with my advocate Paul Heyman. And then leaves. Yeah, you're sowing some more seeds. But what what did you accomplish with this? Um, we got several great shots of Roman's face, like looking like he was about to fucking explode. Which honestly, <laughs> it would have been fine if this took the place of one of Seth's vignettes or one of the Seth Edge vignettes. Mm-hmm. I would have been fine with that. But like. You you didn't you didn't need this. Though those seeds were already in place. Like we we already questioned which side Paul was on. 
I don't think they needed this at all. And they added on extra time just for this, and no nothing really exciting happened. Imagine being in the crowd for this. Like, you paid because Brock Lesnar was headlining the show, apparently. He was, like, like on WWE's list of things happening. He was the top, even above Becky and Sasha. He was on the top. And... Get a... Uh, 10 minutes of them walking out, 5 minutes in the ring. It's already longer than the women's matches that happened that aren't horsewomen. This was not worth... like, shooing the women out of the ring. This was not worth that. Yeah. Yeah. And also, that's the other thing. The women put on a fucking banger of a match. The women also put on a match that lasted a solid 20 minutes almost. And mm. yeah, nearly 20 minutes, maybe a little less, maybe 15 to 20, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, and the way you say, thanks, guys, that was a great match. You did so much for the company is by saying, get the fuck out. We have some men that need to come through to sign a paper and then leave. That's fucked up. Yeah. Like, compare this to the to the John Cena Roman contract signing. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the John Cena Roman contract signing. Can we also just acknowledge the fact that they've been advertising this match for weeks now? Advertising for this match to happen at Crown Jewel and they're just now signing the contract? Why have you been advertising it then? Um, so, that's SmackDown. Can I just say something really quickly? Mm hmm. Tomorrow, John Moxley's fighting Wheeler Yuta. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, Wheeler's gonna, gonna die. gonna die. <laughs> uh, Miriam, to answer your question, we will not be doing a Crown Jewel post show. Um, we will both be working. Well, ideally, I'll be working, but Liz will definitely be working. Um, we will probably be watching. Yeah, we'll be watching. But unfortunately, we have to do jobs. We'll we'll be we'll be live tweeting. Um yeah. But we will not be doing um, a, a post show for it. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where It's it's hard. It's sort of like what they did with the um, Super Showdown. Is that what it was? Mm -hmm. um, it's hard because it, it's just not on the right schedule for us, I guess. Yeah. I've watched enough Crown Jewels. It is what it Nothing's is. Nothing's going to beat DX versus Kane and Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am excited for a lot of the matches that are happening, um, but yeah. Uh, Mustafa versus Mansoor is going to be so good, and it's also probably going to break my heart. Yeah. The Crown Royal, too. That should be interesting. Every Crown Jewel, they have, like, a Battle Royal. Oh. Yeah. 
I think they're doing that. They haven't advertised it. I was, yeah, I was going to say they haven't advertised anything. They normally do it. Um, I hope if they do it, Shane Thorne wins. It's not going to. And I miss you. I don't care if you look like Jungle Jack or whatever the fuck it was. You know what we can do? Um, we'll we'll do our 2K20 stream after Impact on Thursday. That way we can talk about Crown Jewel. We can talk about Impact. Uh, they'll they'll kind of count as our post show for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that'll that'll be our crown jewel post show. Sure. Um, all right, so yeah, let's talk about the best of the night. Uh, promo of the night, definitely not the contract signing. Um, I'm gonna go with Edge's promo. Yeah. Either Edge or Seth. I think Edge was better. Yeah, sure. I thought it was funny that they were chanting Harley Quinn at Seth. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a good time. Alright, wrestler of the night. Wrestler of the night. Um it's down to two for me. I'll let you pick between the two. Okay. Finn Bauer and Becky Lynch. I'm leaning more towards Becky. Because Becky showed a little bit of character towards the end. Choose um, wisely. I don't want to do feminism a disservice here. I'm sorry I'm going with Finn. It was a standard horsewoman match. It was good, yes. I expected it to be good. And I'm not saying I didn't expect the Finn Sammy match to be good, but that one was hard hitting. Alright, I'll go with you. It'll be Finn. But just know that you made this decision. Alright, so let's go to match of the night. <laughs> so let's start off as always going from the worst to the best uh, the worst match today with a 2 out of 10 Carmella versus Alina Vega all around bad match uh, at least it had some kind of story to it I guess makes it not a 1 um then with a three out of ten, Naomi versus Sonya and Shayna, same deal. It had some story, but the match itself was not good. Um, it was it was poorly booked. Then uh, up next, gotta scroll up a bit more. Keep scrolling. Uh, with a seven out of ten, Street Profits versus the Usos. I thought this was a lot of fun. It's a great match, um, but it's a it's a rematch. Didn't accomplish a whole lot story wise, but it was still a ton of fun. Uh, uh, what? 
Actually, I rescind what I said. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Match of the Night. My brain gets discombobulated sometimes. I will go with Becky. Thank you. Okay. All right. And uh, for those watching, uh, leave a question in the chat for our, our question segment. If you're watching on YouTube, leave it in the comments, and we'll answer it in the next episode. All right. So then with an 8 out of 10, um, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. It was a ton of fun, great match. The length really let them just work, just let them go at it. Um, Sasha, uh, Becky showing some character work, some great references in there. It was, it was a lot of fun, um, but I honestly, I think it was a, a bit long. Um, so then we it, had, it felt like it was long and like they meant for it to be long rather than it was long cause they hate each other. Right. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like for it was long purpose. for a purpose. They should have made it an Iron Man match. Yeah. Uh, or last man standing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then my pick for match of the night, Finn Bauer versus Sami Zayn. Ton yeah. of fun. Great match. Both, both dudes trying to kill each other. Great pace. Um, it was just a ton of fun. Sammy has never looked better. So you agree? Yes. This was what I intended to say originally. So that's why I was arguing that it was a better match. So uh, run it back. Promo of the night is Edge. Wrestler of the night is Becky Lynch. Match of the night is Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn. All right. You want to answer some questions? I'll answer a question. Only one? Well, lucky for Give you, more than one there's only one answer. So, well, there's only one question. I said there's only one two answer. Oh, I thought you said only one answer. Yeah, it's probably what it came out as. All right, so, Miriam asked, "What is the first fresh new matchup you'd like to see with a new SmackDown roster?" Oh, oh, um. Trying to remember who's on the SmackDown roster. Let me. No, that's the wrong app. Um, In a perfect world, I would say I want Drew versus Sheamus, but like with an actual storyline. Um, another part of me really wants Drew versus Roman again, and not for the title, but just because then I get the same old flashbacks of when Drew was a heel, mm -hmm. and he was like being very mean to Roman about having cancer. And I get to watch that, and I'm just like, what the fuck? I want it to be... Well, I've got a couple. Um, one of them is Hit Row versus The Bloodline. Okay. Um, and then... Um, uh, Seamus... Versus Shinsuke. Um, or Sheamus versus Boogs. That's fair. I would like to see. 
Um, I don't know. I think one thing that'd be really cool is Zia Lee versus Shayna Baszler. I think that'd be a hard match. Okay, okay. Um, Ooh, Miriam said Ridge Holland versus Drew. I'm going to counter that with Ridge Holland versus Sheamus because you know for a fact if Ridge fought Drew, they would just have one Claymore kick come in and Drew would squash Ridge. But Sheamus is less protected than Drew, so it would be a longer match. I feel like Tiny Tim when I say this, but maybe this year, maybe this coming year, maybe Drew won't be protected. Oh, Maybe he'll actually be a well-written character. Oh, you're acting like he's not going to be the guy to take the belt off of Roman. Oh. And we'll all live happily ever after. You poor naive soul. Um, I think another cool one would be Ricochet versus Shinsuke. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Alright, who the fuck is Harry Smith? Harry Smith? That's yeah. uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Oh, okay. Why? <laughs> I'm looking at a list of men's SmackDown roster, mm-hmm. and I just see Harry Smith, and I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, Another cool ooh, one would be yeah. uh, Naomi versus Ailey. What about Cesaro versus Gulag? Where do we stand on that? It depends how seriously they take uh, Gulak. They fucking better. I I is Gulak on SmackDown? Oh, I... yes. Which okay. gives me some hope that they're actually going to treat him like a wrestler as opposed to a jester. I'd say Gulak versus Ricochet, even though they were both on Raw together. We haven't gotten that. Match I'm just saying. Gulag's very submission-based. Yeah. And, and Cesaro can get down and dirty with the submission-based shit. With I, I, Ricochet, he's much more flighty. I like to do counter, like, two opposite styles. Because imagine Ricochet does, like, a, a flip off the ropes, and Gulag catches him in, a, in an ankle lock or something. I think my thing is I just really like grappling. I mm. love two men just grappling. Fucking technical wrestling, man. <laughs> Ooh, Ginger Which is why versus the Minoru Cesaro. Suzuki Danielson match was like crack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ginger oh. versus Cesaro. Ooh, same body, so that makes sense. I, no, wait, wait. Ginger, Cesaro, Drew, same body, just different <laughs> iterations of it. Uh, but the real matchup I want is <clears throat> Ginger versus Roman. In a Punjabi prison match. Punjabi prison matches fucking suck. Have you seen one? Oh, they're no. awful. It's like I've never seen them. It's two layers of walls, and there are four doors in the first layer, and you go up to a door. You tell the ref to open it. Once it's opened, you have a, a small amount of time to go through before it shuts permanently. You can also climb it. But, like, I watched Jinder versus Randy Orton. Jinder goes out one door, and Randy Orton's just left standing in the ring and, like, has to fucking climb over 
uncontested as Jinder tries to get out himself. Um, it's just, it's such a stupid gimmick. But I would love to see Roman just, like, demolish it. You know what I'd love to see? Huh. God, so I don't remember what the fucking... What type of match it was. But... You know that steel cage match? In Ready to Rumble? With the three yeah. levels? Yeah. I want to see something like that. Um, but maybe for, like, the... Um, intercontinental title. Like, get some of, like... Maybe, like... Yeah, you got, you've obviously got Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. Maybe get, like, Monsoor, Ricochet... Um, maybe Sammy, who I think is on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, you could do uh, Jinder and Shanky versus Swerve and Top Dalla. With that kind of setup. Also, Jeff versus Sammy again would be really good. Yeah. And then we find out that Sammy was the one that framed Jeff Hardy. No, won't happen. Listen, I love Sammy as much as the next guy. I'm just saying. It was him. Um, Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke. Be cool. Anyway. Anyway, we're going on about this for too long. Yes. Before we close up the podcast, Mark, why don't you talk about something that Pepita has done recently that made you laugh? She's done recently that made me laugh? Existed? Why? I just I I thought it'd be nice to close out with a nice story about Pepita. Um, After oh, this long... she was sit she was laying right next to me. I look down at her and all I hear is <laughs> she has ripped the longest fart I've ever heard a cat fart. <laughs> <laughs> the poor thing. <laughs> um, also, another very funny thing that she is doing now is she found out that she can go under our new couch um, pretty successfully. And she army crawls under there. And today she had to crawl ass first out of the couch, um, out of the side of it. Mm-hmm. Because there's really not that much room. She really has to like, flatten herself out for it. Mm-hmm. And I just love her commitment to not being a part of the family sometimes. <laughs> All right. Liz, why don't you close out the show? He's laying right over here. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to talk to you. Oh. Liz. Liz. Oh, big yawn. Hi. Um, if you tuned in tonight, thank you so much. And if you tuned in the future, thank you so much. Happy Halloween. Tell me what you're gonna be for Halloween. I want to know. I can tell you if your costume's good. It's not. It sucks. Bad costume. Commit more. Better luck Mark's next the time. Heel commentator. Not a commentator. Um, and please tune in on Monday for Monday Night Raw. We'll be here. We watch the show so you don't have to. Um, yeah. So that'll be a good time, I guess. Sure. No. Well, it's, they've been getting better. 
last one sucked, but um, yeah. Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Our YouTube is the Pinfall Podcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, check out the live show twitch.tv forward slash the Pinfall Podcast. Um, our Twitter is at Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eli's at Elaine two three. And thank you all so much for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh, not tomorrow. I will see you Sunday for our Super Showdown uh, 2K20 Battle of the Brands stream. You won't want to miss it. It's going to be great. We've got a stacked card. Uh, Liz kind of knows what she's doing, so it'll be a lot of fun. It's not going to be in a sweaty gymnasium this time. All right. Thank you all so much for watching. We'll see you on Sunday. In the meantime, have a fantastic weekend.